Hello and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. I'm here in the home studio with Kaylee and Michelle, and today we are talking about stress. stress in multiple ways depending on physical aspects and then also mental and we're here to just kind of go through all the details on what could possibly create stress in your life on both respects and then what that can do to your body especially when you're prepping for a show and then how you potentially can help it maintain it and manage it is sort of what we'll run through today and hopefully help Everyone else out there that's similar to the three of us who have day-to-day stressors and, like you said, the world is changing, things that are just completely out of everyone's control, and what you can do and how to help that. What are some, other than the pandemic, what are some stresses you guys have been through, maybe physically? Yeah, so I'm actually currently starting physical therapy for my knees, so injuries and training in general is a lot of stress on your body that Mm -hmm. people don't I think it kind of releases the endorphins so it almost is like a way to manage stress but it Mm -hmm. also is physically stress on your body and certain things like that you want to manage pain that comes with that inflammation people don't realize that you're literally breaking down the muscle in order to build it up again and that is a stress that breaking down is a stress for the body and so being able to if it's an injury doing physical therapy if it's needing to stretch after if it's needing to ice things like that that are going to be helpful to reduce that stress that's one thing drinking is stress on your body Ooh. What kind <laughs> of drinking? Right alcohol <laughs> <laughs> not, i'm not talking to be serious <laughs> Drinking is stress on the body, which is why your body can have a negative reaction to drinking, aka hangovers. For sure. Funny, because a lot of people who are stressed end up leaning towards Mm -hmm. drinking to try and... Self-medicate. Yeah. I don't recommend that, but (laughs) everyone has their own... Seen it before. (laughs) It's happened. Their own decisions to be made. Um, But the biggest thing is mental and what how people are impacted by stress everyone's different I know I naturally am an anxious and highly stressed person if I don't manage it or kind of mitigate what what brings on my stress Laura's probably similar for sure yeah yeah And Michelle, probably the same too. Yeah. And especially I mean, females versus males, I think. We all we all have stresses. We all get anxious about different things. And there's ultimately there's three types of mental stresses. There's the daily hassles. So we've got just, you know, driving in traffic, which we live in Southern California, so we definitely have that problem. Maybe not right now because a lot of us are working from home, etc. But I mean, I get stressed when I'm in the car and I'm at a stop or someone cuts me off. I mean, that's that's such a, when you look at it, it's such a silly thing, but it still impacts your body. So there's those daily hassles or maybe just like arguments with your significant other. But then there's major life changes, which like moving, which I know all three of us have kind of done in the past month. That's a big just mental stress of, oh, I got to get all my stuff together. I got to move it. I got to get the timing. I need help getting some of the big stuff together, taking it apart. Those are 
those are big changes or getting, I got a new dog recently and that's a big change. And you got, Laura got a new dog as well, Frankie. So those are some major life changes. And then the third type of change is like life circumstances. So things that aren't necessarily in our control at all, like pandemic, pandemics, <laughs> illnesses. Uh, those are big. Yeah. Big stressors. Well, and the funny thing, so you say daily hassles like jobs. Well, a lot of us are now homebound and that actually is extremely stressful. So I remember going into the office and I really wanted at least one remote day. Like I can do this from home. I want to be in my non-business attire, my yogas, like I wanted it so bad and they actually were rolling out a plan right before the pandemic began and all the stay-at-home orders started. Now it's like, get me out of here. (laughs) Like, help. So certain things that, like, stress is always going to kind of circulate and be around you. And, again, it affects everyone differently. Um, So I think, Michelle, how do you kind of see stress impacting your body, both physically and mentally? Just like a brief yeah, thought Yeah, so on that. when our body experiences stress, whether it's any of, any of those ones described, we go into a reaction called the fight, flight, and then freeze has kind of been added on there, which ultimately is like if something happens that's stressful, say prehistorically, a bear comes, shows up at your camp your body either is going to figure out physiologically how I'm going to fight it, physiologically, am I going to run away, or I'm going to freeze in place, pretend like the bear won't see me, etc. So that's just how our body responds to stress. And when that happens, they, your body ultimately releases hormones. I literally can feel it in my heart. I feel like my heart's like going to burst out of my chest. Mm -hmm. And I just sometimes I'm shaky I can feel kind of my heart racing. I'm a sweaty person already, (laughs) but I tend to sweat a little bit more. Your muscles get tensed. All of those are signs of like immediate stress-induced, not trauma, but an issue. So that's kind of... And making the example of like, yeah, the, the bear at your camp, but also you have those same reactions when... Maybe you're about to go on stage for a bikini show. You're gonna you you may have that stress and that physiological reaction where you're gonna be sweating, where you're gonna your heart's gonna be beating really fast. And so in that moment, like what do you what do you do to manage that that stress? How do you calm yourself down before you step on stage? Because that's one of the things I'm yeah. freaking out about. I'm like, I can practice posing all I want, but when I get on stage, like I gotta keep my composure together. That is such a good question, and I thought about it the other day too. Not just right before going on stage, but also kind of the week leading up to any of the shows, especially your first show, you're going to be stressed, so managing that. And then national shows are just such a big deal because you're going for that pro card, you worked so hard, and then you stress yourself out for what? And you, you know, it can manipulate water, you can hold more water, etc. So before walking on stage, I used to be kind of the lonely wolf and I would literally, I knew all the work was done. So I would sit backstage by myself. I didn't go there to make friends and 
I was called out for it by other girls, but I truly wanted to reflect. So I used that time and I reflected. I did a little pump up, but nothing that would obviously make me sweat because you don't want the tan. On the floor. On the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Gliding off you with your sweat. So I would really just literally lay down and breathe. Breathing has helped me significantly anytime that I'm nervous, anxious, stressed, even like at work, midway through a call with a client, I'm like, mute, breathe. (laughs) And it helps. It's so helpful. And I just, I use that time personally to reflect. And then I go on stage and I rock it. And then that's when I get off stage and I make those friends. That's me in particular, similar to leading up to a show. A big thing is time management. So making sure like if you're a list person, which I am, write out your list of what you need to do as far as making sure all your arrangements are done, booking, tanning, hair, all of that stuff and time slots are done. And then also if you... Let's say you're tanning beforehand, you're waxing, you're getting your hair done, you have all these last minute training sessions. Like I literally have a countdown to the show day based off of how many more leg days I have, how many more shoulders, how many this, and it's kind of fun, how many more cardio sessions. And that's sort of how I track the progress leading up and know that I'm not going to fall behind. I also... My motto as a planner is plan to deviate from the plan. So uncontrollable circumstances happen. Say you're, you have to stay at work later than normal or stay at home later than normal yeah. nowadays. And the gyms are closing early now. So what's my plan B? Okay, I didn't get my cardio in. Well, I'm going to go, better believe it, run my butt outside. Like there's a plan B and... I know we actually talked about this in a previous episode, just sort of managing that stress, but time management is crucial to kind of eliminating stress, especially leading up to a show. So my biggest thing would be use that time right before a show, not to stress over last minute posing tweaks. Like you should be confident in your pose and your posing routine and more so excited to get on you're going to be you're going to be anxious you're going to be nervous it's your first time my first show I was freezing backstage (laughs) freezing so I was shaking literally definitely not sweating but I was shaking and I I messed up a little bit but hey it was my first time Mm -hmm. and I'm just thrilled to be there so that's kind of your mindset and just reflection yeah that's good advice do you do anything different because you're, you're a little bit different than I am actually backstage, I think. I think everyone responds to, like, stress differently. Like, you, it sounds like you keep to yourself and self-reflect. But some people, mm-hmm. it's stress-reducing to be talking to people and to get your mm-hmm. mind off of what's going on. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've changed a little bit in the last year to be more like you, Kaylee, where I am a bit more reserved. I definitely felt like at USA's. Especially because that's a national show. It's a bigger show. There's different venues for tanning and hair and makeup and stuff. You're not all in one spot. I definitely felt like I kept to myself more and I was a lot quieter. But for local shows, regional shows, I think, yeah, usually I can be kind of a chatty Kathy. But 
I always get my stuff done early. I always like having my makeup, my tan, all that done early. I'm at the venue early. I'm not worried about anything. And then I'm not on my feet, but if I'm sitting backstage, I will chat. You know, if I have friends who are competing that day, I'll chat with them or I will make friends with whoever else is backstage. I am, you know, more of a social person. So I like to do that. And yeah, it kind of does keep my mind off of it. I just get, I think I also just get bored waiting for so long. Those shows can take a long time. I'm in being still in the NPC, you go by height. So bikini class F or class H is the last of the last. So I'm the last one to go on stage for prejudging and for finals. So sometimes just to pass the time, yeah. I like to sit and chat. Oh yeah. I've I can't sleep before. <laughs> yeah. I can't read. I can't read a book or do anything like that. It's to me like the stress of the day is a bit too much to do something like that. So usually just sitting quietly, listening to some music or something or talking to whoever's around. That actually brought up a good point. For me, I always, or I used to have kind of like a theme song of a prep. So one of my theme songs was Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons. And I would listen to it all the way through the prep and it just really got me pumped and it spoke to me. And that's something that I would listen to literally right before going on stage because, all right, like we're here, we're now, and that song was perfect because it was just like whatever that. it takes I'm gonna make it to the top I'm gonna get my pro card and so being able to like listen to that getting pumped to get on stage and then it sort of released all my yeah. yeah yeah I do the same thing usually cool. I have a couple songs that you just I feel like you respond to the best when you're working out or you're doing your cardio or you're posing or whatever and so yeah I'll do the same thing where I'll listen to the songs that have kept me motivated for the previous months just to get myself excited and also calm and, and happy and excited to go on stage. Do you have anything you're listening to right now, Michelle? No, not at all. <laughs> just wait till your cardio not, well, not just like, wait till your cardio gets higher, you'll find them. Well my cardio <laughs> has been me watching videos and stuff like that. Okay. Me watching dog training videos actually. Okay. So okay. I, I mostly either listen to podcasts or watch videos. So I don't really listen to music that much. Okay. And I'm not driving that much, so I'm not listening to music when I'm driving. But now I'm like, okay it's going to be a thing. I'm going to look for music that will pump me up. Yeah. I played softball forever, so walk-up songs were huge, and that really did get me pumped up when I had a good walk-up song when I got up to bat, so okay. that's what this right. is reminding me of, so I'm definitely going to... Like your rally song. Yeah, let's go. So another thing, too, is when someone's body is constantly stressed, kind of what, what happens to them, and again, everybody, everyone is impacted differently, so... Some people might start to crave foods and eat, kind of eat their way through their stress times. Mm -hmm. Whereas like me personally, when I've been just super stressed, I am not hungry. Like, especially when on prep, it's, I'm like, I have to eat. I have to get this food in. Like, this is my energy. I need it. I need it. But I'm just so stressed that I, I don't want to yeah. eat. So there's two different ways. Yeah. I mean, you described, you described your stress response as feeling your heart racing and stuff. I definitely noticed that. I think, I think people all experience it differently. But for me, one of the biggest things I notice when I'm feeling very stressed is my stomach mm -hmm. is in knots and, mm -hmm. and I lose my appetite when I'm really anxious. Um, prep, usually I am hungry enough that even when I'm so stressed, I still have no problem eating the food, but just kind of during normal life. I can definitely lose my appetite if I get a little bit too worked if, up. Okay, so I've gone through stressful times where I actually am hungry and I'm craving all 
the sweets, all the cookies, all, I don't know, pancakes, just random, hearty, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I would consider Midwest fried food goodness that I normally wouldn't crave. And it's because, like, when we have that fight, flight, or freeze response, your adrenaline kicks on. Mm. And when your adrenaline wears off, that's when your blood sugar spike that you got from that adrenaline drops. And then that is, I think, what causes the sugar cravings. So well, I also think you get a dopamine yeah. hit mm. for those satisfying mm-hmm. foods like mm-hmm. high fat salt sugar all that stuff so you're getting a little bit of dopamine each time you eat stuff like that and that's mm-hmm. part of why we like it so much you know what i have recognized though when i'm really really stressed and i go in and i do my cardio it helps mm-hmm. tremendously like i just needed to sweat it out yeah just sweat out my stress that was mm-hmm. one of the things that was a huge struggle when the pandemic started is like Mm. That's how I really stress too. When mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm getting in a fight with someone, if something is happening in my life that I need to just release that stress, like I go to the gym mm-hmm. or I run or whatever it is. And so I know when like the pandemic happened, when gyms closed down, I felt like I didn't have that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's actually, I mean, if we want to talk about current stress, it's still going. So mm-hmm. oh, gosh, I don't yeah. know if I, I think I told you, Kaylee, the CrossFit gym that I've been going to is shut down because one of the trainers got COVID. Mm-hmm. And some of the other trainers tested positive. So yeah. that's going to be closed down for a minimum of two to three weeks. And maybe it's just me being a worry wart or whatever. But California is a hot spot for COVID right now. And oh, yeah. things are increasing way more rapidly than they were a few months ago. And I have a feeling just in my gut, this is just my personal <laughs> intuition or whatever. I could be way off. But I feel like there's going to be either a reclosure of things or I feel like we are going to limp along and a lot of things are going to be only partially open for a long period of time. So here's my take on that. And that's, I guess, and my point is it's stressful I because know. I just lost it, one of my gyms. Like is, I had two gyms I could mm-hmm. go to. It's and 100% one of stressful. And that's where the complete unknown comes in. The unknown, mm-hmm. the uncertainty is easily one of the biggest stressors for anyone well, we whether like you're a planner plan. or so not where's the backup plan so when you don't know you have bl- yeah. your backup plans well your house but <laughs> that's why as far as now they're talking about the shows like the shows are happening there was a show this weekend in in reno there was a show like two weekends ago and so they they're moving forward right now but Michelle and I were competing in a few months, in a couple months. Maybe everything's better, but how it's kind of trending doesn't look that way. So I've decided to play ignorant <laughs> and stop watching media, the news, and just be really positive and remember how much I love the sport, how much I love the change of my body. My body is weird right now, ladies. Like, it is so different than any other preps. And at first it scared me, but now it's more intriguing because I want to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Where it's going, what the physique's going you look to look really like. Good. Thank you. You look really good. But it's – I'm literally – seven, eight pounds heavier than I normally would be at this point in a prep. So it's anyone muscle, girl, at, it's muscle. We'll I can see. tell I'm looking yeah. at you, but it's muscle. as far as me, I have a date in mind. So normally it would be, I have a show in mind. Like that's when I'm competing. No, now it's a date. So I have a date that 
actually has a couple of different shows, East and West Coast. Maybe I'll have an opportunity to compete then. But regardless, if say shows start closing down, gyms start shutting down, whatever, like I am full force moving forward and doing it for me, doing it to see where my physique is. And I'm competitive, so and I I'm not I'm not gonna quit because someone else tells me I can't do it. No, that makes me want to do it even more. So I'm stubborn. Okay. <laughs> um but that's kind of where I'm at with just modifying how I'm looking at things so I don't stress over it. Because otherwise it's going to go the other way and I'm going to be completely stressed and a basket case when, no, let's just embrace it. Let's embrace whatever changes and figure it out. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, a huge part of it is mindset. So switching that mindset, paying attention to the positive aspects of it, reframing any of those negative thoughts, like you said, you're in a different place than you normally would, you normally would be during this time in prep, but being like, okay, this is exciting. Let's mm-hmm. let's figure out where this goes. So being able to switch that mindset, we've talked about like in the moment breathing is a is a good way to manage that stress. We talked about time management as a preparatory act to manage stress. What else is there to manage stress? What so else? I think meditating or even just yoga, like stretching, stretching your body out, mm-hmm. stretching your mind out. Whatever works for you. I personally haven't perfected meditating, but I'm definitely interested in it a bit more. I don't know if either of you ladies. I've gone back and forth. I know I've used that. I can't think of the name. Oh, Headspace app. I've used that before. Mm -hmm. I was on a kick with it for a while. I tend to have a really hard time sleeping. I, when I was in high school, I had insomnia. I would sleep like one to two hours a night. And so just historically, I have sleep problems. It will just kind of come back and forth. So meditation is something that I get into to help with that. But I tend to fall off. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to quiet your mind. I haven't done it consistently in a long time. But it's, yeah, I, every time I do it, I can tell how loud my mind is. Um, for a while, I was on a kick during lockdown where I was doing about 30 minutes of yin yoga or kind of more mobility flexibility yoga I think Kaylee you did it with me Uh, one time so hard yeah so I would do that I would do that for 30 minutes and for a while I was forcing myself to do it every day and that was a little bit meditative for me because there Mm -hmm. it wasn't really the flow type of yoga it's more of get into a difficult pose that's pushing your flexibility and just sit quietly for a few minutes and be okay with the discomfort that your body's in so that I felt like was really good for me so maybe I need to start doing that again Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you touched on something too, though, is kind of shutting off your mind mm-hmm. or your thoughts. I am such an overthinker. I overanalyze everything. So that definitely impacts how stress affects me and being able to meditate or kind of close off my mind. It's, it's just very, very difficult. Um, That's why I've found, though, just breathing exercises do help. Even just like a very simple, long breath in. And then for the amount of time that I took the breath in, I breathe out that same amount. So it just literally like I want to feel it filling up my chest. Yeah, belly breathing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which I learned in yoga. And then I used to do hot yoga. And I would go in there after a really stressful day at work. 
I would not want to be there because all I want to do is just do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But I would go in there. I'm like, I'm going to, this is going to be worth it. So I remember one time I went through and I would do as much as I could. Some of the, some of the ladies in there, some of the men in there, like were doing all the poses and just amazing. Wow. And I got through the end. I would never leave early. And then we are in child's pose or maybe we're just laying down, whatever that's called. And I literally just started crying, like just cried out kind of what happened during the day. Like it literally was a stress releaser and it was amazing. Yeah. It probably felt so good. It did. It was like euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, and then Michelle, you were talking about sleep. So sleep is huge one. Tremendous thing that can be impacted by stress um, and then also impact yeah. stress in a way. I know I'm similar to you, Kaylee, where I will overanalyze everything. And I tend to do that at the end of the night, right before I want to go to sleep. But then every little thing that happened during the day, every interaction where I wish I said something different or some sort of missed opportunity or a decision. It could just be if I wanted like a cheeseburger versus a hamburger, I would think about that before I go to bed. Like, so sleep is a huge thing. And I actually remember before my 12 week competition, I don't think I got any sleep that like I got sleep, but very little sleep the night before and I was freaking out. So I'm like, Am I, am I not going to look good? Like how, like that's something that will worry me the night before. Like I need to make sure that I fall asleep the night before. It's hard to sleep the night before a competition. Yeah, I, I can for, imagine. For most No matter people, what. For most is. people, it's hard to sleep the night before. And then I also have a hard time the night after because I'm so yeah. hopped Pumped. up on just adrenaline or happiness or whatever that, yeah, sleep is not good those couple nights. For me, at least. And I think for a lot of competitors. I don't think I'm the only one that is like that. I'm the same yeah. way. Especially if you're flying somewhere. So traveling can be a huge stressor as well. Oh, yeah. But anytime you're traveling, the time difference obviously is going to impact your sleep patterns. As far as before the show, I would say talk to your coach first. But I don't think this is going to impact your body to the point that you can't get on stage. Um, I take melatonin, small dose, and then also just a tea, a calming tea. And it's helped me to literally relax. Another thing too, okay, night before, don't book photo shoots. Don't book a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. that is going to have you running all over the city and then you're in bed at 11, 12 o'clock. Like be in bed at 8 p.m. Eat your last meal in bed, watch TV, put your feet up, enjoy the evening. Literally, you'll thank me <laughs> the next day at the show. It just calms your mind and you can run through your posing in your head. You can run through your posing in the hotel room, but that's your time to just relax. Like you've been on the go, go, go for 12 plus weeks, however long your prep has been. So I can't stress enough to just relax. And I think you will, again, do not book or plan anything. I literally, so last year, I was a week out from NPC Universe last year, this time last year. 
and my family was traveling in. So Universe, the show was on July 5th. We were in New Jersey, which is bordering to New York City, some of the largest, if not, I think it is the largest firework display in the U.S., I'm pretty sure. My dad and my sister went to the city on 4th of July and watched in like these like amazing place to watch from the barge. I didn't go. I didn't go. I passed up that opportunity because I knew better. They didn't get home until like 1 or 2 a.m., first of all. I'm about to go for my pro card for the fourth time. There's no way in hell anything else is more important at that time. So you, and it's your priorities. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to go do that, which I mean, now I'm super sad because we were supposed to be there for Laura's. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like this would have been peak week for me. Yeah. Prior to COVID. Yeah. We had a plan that, okay, I was finally going to go see the fireworks yeah. because it would have been on the fourth for show and then, or we would have been third and then. Yeah. We would have been done in time. The fourth the was fourth. Saturday. So just simple things like that. Don't, don't overcommit. You already are overwhelmed with emotions and thoughts. So don't add to it. Easy as that. Um, but yes, yeah, sleep is a huge thing and I'm the same way, but I am like, looking into the future and kind of fast forwarding every night of okay I got to do this tomorrow and I got to do this on this day and I got to do this on this day and oh crap I need to do this oh my gosh it never ends so I have been taking certain sleep supplements that work for me some of them do not and some of them do but melatonin is a good one and which I think actually Rachel the last episode mentioned as well for sleep and just helping with your body being able to recover because that's another huge crucial part is Mm -hmm. sleep and then recovery. And melatonin is something that's naturally found in your body. So to Mm -hmm. just increase that amount that's being released in your body to help with the sleep is something that's Better than taking ZQL and passing out, you know. Yeah, and she had mentioned, though, that your body does sort of come immune to it. Yeah, you can't do it for too Extended long periods of time. Your right. body, it's the same as, like, testosterone, like... But you don't want it, you don't want it to rely on it. So yeah. I try, if there is if there is a night that I'm just, like, I'm going to need help sleeping, like, I'm just tossing, turning, tossing, mm-hmm. turning, that's when I'll take melatonin or... There's like calming teas that I would Mm -hmm. drink, especially the week before the show, kind of that week leading up that just helps kind of relax my body in general. Mm -hmm. But I try to do it naturally so that obviously it doesn't have to have it. Yeah. I've just created a lot of healthy habits with sleep. I kind of go off and on, but for the most part, the things that have been most beneficial have been limiting my phone before bed, which is hard a lot of the times. But if you, I used to put my phone in the bathroom and that was like amazing. I'd put it in the bathroom like two hours before, wouldn't touch it until the morning. And that was really helpful to not have it in the room at all. But that's been helpful having, dimming my lights. I have like salt lamps, those Himalayan salt lamps. So I'll just use those. Or I have an alarm clock that I love and it, uh, simulates the sun setting and the sun rising in the morning. Mm. So it also doesn't in the morning, 
doesn't like alert you. Like I used to use my phone. My phone is like terrifying. I get triggered whenever I hear someone's phone alarm because when you wake up and you get woken up with such a like sudden jerking movement, it's not good for your body to react. So I have an alarm clock that actually slowly wakes me up with birds chirping and the sun getting brighter, which has been really helpful but that I do that before cool. bed it's yeah love it yeah definitely recommend I think I got it as a present but it was from Amazon but that's one of my favorite things and I'll just put that light on before bed as well essential oils I have a diffuser that's helpful sometimes I'll do my blue bo- blue blockers so those get rid of the blue light that's I was wondering what so that not- was Blue blockers yeah so the glasses <laughs> they're really good for if you're on your computer all day if you're working on a computer all day they help with yeah they limit the what's I blue light right the blue light yeah blue blockers that they limit so the blue light they used to be like is it super actually like orange goggles or no, no. they look like glasses they oh. just look like reading glasses yeah they used to be back in the day like orange and obvious that you were wearing these but now they look like normal glasses interesting especially if you get them from like a good company mine are like from Amazon so they're a little shiny so it's awkward if I'm doing a zoom call you can like see the screen so I recommend getting some that aren't as reflective as mine but it's yeah it's helpful for during the day I tend to get a lot of headaches if I'm on the computer all day and staring at this bright light or on my phone all day staring at this bright light so especially before bed what's interesting is I think my last prep I was getting I well first of all I was super stressed out at work and my hours of sleep were probably anywhere from three to four hours a night because I was getting up really, really early in the morning for cardio sessions and then not eating my last meal until 11 o'clock at night. So probably going to bed around midnight. It was ridiculous. And I wasn't losing weight. I'm like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden, kind of stress was released from work and I was able to get a good Six to seven hours is kind of where my happy spot is. And I dropped, I don't know, like three or four pounds. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Because of sleep. I'm like, literally, my body just said, Kaylee, like, slow down and rest. And from that moment on and then through quarantine, we've talked about this a couple of times Mm -hmm. and just like the recovery and eliminating the stress for my body. So even just physically training certain body parts, I would go so hard so often, not really giving my body the time to recover. And then with quarantine, I definitely did that. I also realized working from home, the hours are a little bit different for me. So I'm a little more flexible on myself. So I'm getting, I'm getting adequate sleep right now. And it's That's awesome. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really good. And I, you know, hopefully it will show certainly in my physique, but also just mentally too. I'm much more aware, much more alive and present in the moment. So sleep is definitely. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed with a lot of my mental health clients is sleep has been a lot worse during this quarantine for some people. So some are a little bit opposite and part of that is staying indoors so back to that lighting but also like if your body's not getting natural light outside you're not getting the signal that it's daytime nighttime so I think that throws a lot of people off as well when it comes to sleep is just 
having that your body understanding the circadian rhythm I mean, yeah it gets, it gets, it gets disrupted yeah when you don't have like when you're not moving if you're staying like if you're staying home all day which I work with kids and a lot of kids are just home all day because they don't they're not even going grocery shopping so they're getting really thrown off if they're not actively moving like they normally would or they're not actively being in the sun I need to get a tan now that I'm thinking about too I'm not in the sun either so do I but they a lot of experts have mentioned and doctors in regards to d3 vitamin d3 Mm -hmm. and yeah and especially for immune your immune system and strengthening that and how largely people that were deficient on vitamin D3 were getting COVID-19 symptoms far worse than others that had adequate D3. And I actually, because I had gotten my blood tested and they test for that specifically, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, it's my normal. Okay, cool. So that's so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if it's not, if you're not getting the sun to get a better night's sleep, get the sun for just healthier, making sure that you're getting all your vitamins is important. If you can't get the sun, get a supplement. And if you can't figure out any of this stuff with like supplements or habit changing, therapy is also an option, just saying that as a mental health therapist. Sometimes the stress is something that you need to work through, especially if it's something in your past. So you might want to seek therapy if you see like if you're trying all these coping skills or if you're really having trouble with sleeping and you've done all these things taking supplements whatever you're still having problems you might want to see a specialist whether that's mental health or a doctor or physician 100 percent, i can't agree more and seeking professional help doesn't mean you're weak in any any way and being able to talk to a professional or family or friends or anyone that you feel comfortable talking to is could honestly save someone's life and especially right now it's very 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 scary times and people are stressed and people are anxious and they're getting depressed and friends and family want to be there and support them but sometimes it takes a professional who has been properly trained in helping that person in a way that a family or friend couldn't. So me as like a friend, I just want to give my other friends hugs and like love on them in that way and nurture them in that way. But there's just no way that I have the words or kind of diagnosis and how to help them. Right now. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Virtual hugs. Terrible. Um, But it's not a sign of weakness and you know, all of them are confidential. So if you want to get help for whatever reason or just want to talk to someone, do it. Be strong and do it. That's I I feel like it's a sign of strength. And I know I've spoken to therapists in the past and they've helped me through certain times of my life that maybe no one else could necessarily. So I'm a huge advocate of that too. all right well hopefully this helped everyone out our goal was to not make you more stressed (laughs) but to give you some awareness that this is something we are all feeling we are all dealing with we are all trying to figure out the best ways to cope figure out the best ways to manage daily stress so our hope is to 
help give you that knowledge, help give you our perspectives, give you any tools, anything that doesn't make you less or more stressed. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode of Bikini Things. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Share it with a friend. If you have someone that loves competing, that is into fitness, please share share the podcast with them, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you.